You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. Before I share the message, I just wanted to give a, just a short word of um, encouragement and build. I want to build a culture in our church where we are very responsive. For those of you, for those of you visiting us for the first time, first of all, I want to say we're so glad you're with us. Let's give a round of applause to those people with us for the first time. We love you. Thank you. We have a gift for you. Before you leave, just take advantage of that gift. For those of you watching us on YouTube and Facebook, we love you as well. You're part of our extended family. If you keep paying your tithes in Jesus' name. Okay, not the last part. Let's give a round of applause to all of our first-time viewers as well. One thing that happened, I went to Philippines and I got rebuked in front of the leaders. They said, Vlad, you're preaching, sweat is coming out. And he says, and sometimes there are camera shots on people. He says, are your people in Siberia? He says, why are they dead? Why are they they're dead? I was like, well, that was the footage before we got resurrected. I was like, now it's completely different. I'm like, our people, they're shouting, they're getting up on their feet and everything. And I'm like, it's not about that. And they're like, we were watching a video footage with some 300 leaders on our feet, praying in tongues. And he says, and your people were yawning. And I was like, I need to maybe move to Philippines or something. <laughs> I'm not moving to Philippines, but I do want us to change something, guys. I don't care how you feel right now. I want you to connect. When, when, when the lady is healed of color blindness, my God, this is awesome. When somebody saw somebody at the gas station, they gave them a word of prophecy and they got healed and now delivered. Church, God is good. Somebody say, God is good all the time. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so I just say that when, when, when they're leading worship, when Ilya gets up and talks about souls, when when, when Victoria is talking about partnership or just something, I just want us to be a church that's, that's alive and loud. Amen? And stuff. And for those of you who come right now maybe and you're saying, well, church shouldn't be like that. You should be reserved and nice. Well, why don't you be reserved watching Seahawks game? You don't do that there. Everything in life you do, you see a little child, you see everybody gets excited for things. And maybe your personality is more reserved. For God's sake, nod your head. Raise your hand, say, Amen, Pastor. Preach it. Go deeper. Amen. Something. Murmur something. I mean, something. Release something. Let's build a culture of hungry generation where there is life, where there is excitement, where there is passion, and where there is the glory of God. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We may take our seats. And we're not building a shouting church. We're building a live church. And a cemetery is very quiet. But in the hospitals where children are born, a lot of noise, a lot of noise, a lot of confusion, and a lot of craziness. That is because life is there. We're not trying to build on emotion. We want to be a church that has life. And if you ain't got any life, may Jesus visit you today in Jesus' name. Or sit next to somebody and say, hey, charge me up. You know, give me a jump start. You know how sometimes the battery is dead and you put a jump starter. So just lay your hand up on my head. Just give me a little bit of what you got in Jesus' name. 
today is a special day my pastor is in California right now preaching Rickard is in Spokane preaching and then in the evening I'm gonna be in Vancouver preaching and so we're touching the nation somebody say amen hallelujah during our second service we have a growth track step two that is to help you to get involved if you've been coming and you, you've been serving I want you to check out one ministry that you heard a lot about today and that's the next generation that's the kids zone if you have children and you're not serving in a kids zone may God forgive you we have teenagers impacting your kids you need to be impacting a next generation sow into other families as somebody's sowing into yours the reason why I want you to be involved in kids zone for this reason is because these kids there will be discipling your future children teenagers those are the kids will be mentoring your kids and therefore you better be pouring into them something because they'll be pouring into the next generation because somebody say amen 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 with that said today I want to continue a series called healing next Sunday we're gonna have a, a new friend of mine who's actually one of the speakers at Bethel Church and uh, uh, awakening Europe it's a huge movement that's waking up hundreds and thousands of people showing up to these crusades his name is Dylan uh, he's from South Africa and God used him powerfully in healing and, and words of knowledge he's going to be sharing next Sunday at both services we are so excited for that but this morning we will talk about 10 ways to receive healing all the notes for this message are on the Bible app you can find them you can look at the image behind me and find those those of you watching us internationally I'm not sure if you'll be able to find them but please try it and comment below let us know if that worked in Judges chapter 2 verse 20, verse 10 it says the following when all that generation had been gathered to their fathers another generation somebody say another generation another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord nor the work which he had done for Israel and then the next verse it says and the children of God did evil in the sight of the Lord and then it says they pursue God and they started to follow other idols before we talk about healing I want to present to us the importance of why we pursue supernatural I genuinely believe that knowing God and seeing God's power is connected you can't genuinely know God without knowing his power and knowing his glory you can't read the Bible without seeing the miracles and the signs and the things you can't explain. Medical science and um, all other science cannot explain. They're just simply supernatural in their nature. And it says in here another generation rose up that did not know God and did not know the works of God. The generation before them knew God and knew the works of God but they did not model they knew the works of God but they did not model those works to their children and when their children rose up the Bible says they did not know God and they did not see the supernatural and as a result of that they did not became powerless it says they followed away from God and they followed evil we owe to the next generation signs and wonders and the Christianity that has power if we want a generation to follow God passionately and have the fear of God they have to know God meaning we have to live a life of prayer we have to model it for the next generation and we need it for ourselves because a prayerless Christianity is a powerless Christianity 
a Christianity that doesn't know God I'm not talking about that doesn't go to church but I'm talking about intimately passionately falls in love with Jesus if there is no knowing God there will be not no um, okay that's not proper English if there is no God if we know God we will be able to know his works that's what I'm trying to say simple is easy amen prayerless generation produces a powerless generation a powerless generation produces a compromising generation a prayerless generation produces a powerless generation a powerless generation produces an evil generation a prayerlessness is what everything starts with we need to come back as a church and as Christians back to prayer I'm not talking about talking about prayer. I'm not talking about reading about prayer. I'm not talking about studying about prayer. I'm talking about praying. Because a lot of us, the problem is we know everything about prayer here. I practice so little it here. Disciples followed Jesus, but they did not have a revelation of prayer. How do I know that? It's because when Jesus prayed, they slept. Even Pharisees accused Jesus said, your disciples don't fast. They said, everybody's fasting. Your disciples are eating. He said everybody's fasting, Pharisees are fasting, John the Baptist uh, disciples are fasting, your disciples and Jesus says they'll get it. He says I'm filling their head with information but one day it'll become a revelation. Because see they were around Jesus but they didn't catch the revelation until Jesus left and then they start gathering around and they started to spend time in prayer and the revelation of prayer came and revival came. Guys you can be in church right now and honestly church is fasting, you're feasting. There's morning prayer. Ah, that's not for me. But the crazy part is this. Your head is swollen with information about prayer. You know tabernacle prayer. You know the Lord's prayer. You know the five steps to pray. You know how to fast. You know how to end the fast. Why? Because you used to do that and now there's no revelation. I pray to God earnestly that God will break a bottle in your head and the information about prayer will slip into the revelation in your heart and you will start praying this coming year because if you know God you will see the works of God you will be used by God and that you will produce a generation that follows God somebody gives God some praise right now we're gonna be a praying church we're gonna be a fasting church we're gonna be a powerful church we're gonna be a church the gates of hell cannot prevail against us somebody give God some praise right now Hallelujah! My house shall be a ha called a house of prayer, Jesus said. If you are prayerless, you will become powerless. You got to get a revelation of prayer, not just information about prayer. And I'm not talking about drive-through prayer. I'm not talking about praying to Caleb's song as you're going to work. I'm not talking about getting a a verse thou shall not fear and that's your daily bread you know what a crumb can fill you up you need a loaf I'm talking about following I'm talking about burning I'm talking about living breathing being on fire the steam comes out of you because you're so in love with Jesus that kind of a prayer and it says that they did not know the Lord and they did not know the works of God it breaks my heart to see a Christianity today that has a fear of fake an obsession with fake that's greater than obsession with the real 
the hunger for the real miracles must be greater than the fear of the fake today the christianity has become obsessed with fake prophets fake doctrine fake teachers fake news fake friends everything fake and we just want to live spotting the fake everyone has gotten a discernment of spirits this is a fake pastor fake miracles everybody is a narrator fake 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 that's fake that's fake that's fake and that must be fake it looks fake it smells fake it walks like fake it's fake everything is about fake Our generation needs to see the real. Not only needs to see that you found what's fake. If you found $100 bill that's fake, that doesn't make you richer. In fact, you broke. If your $100 is fake, it doesn't make you more wealthy at church. We need to be aware there is fake miracles, there is fake prophets, there is fake ministries, there is fake Christians, there is fake news, there is fake friends. But we have to have a hunger for the real and that hunger has to be bigger and greater than the fear of the fake. Touch your neighbor and say, don't be afraid of the fake. Say, be hungry for the real. Oh, in that church, those deliverances, they're fake. Okay, show me the real. When Moses showed up in front of the Pharaoh, magicians did the fake miracles. Moses didn't say, that's fake. He pulled out his snake and the real one ate all the fake. <laughs> Jesus goes through wilderness and Satan brings the word and he twists the word of God. Jesus doesn't say oh Satan used the word I, I gotta stay away from the word because that you know he he twisted the word of God Jesus stood and took the same word that Satan twisted and literally beat the devil with it and made the devil run see don't be intimidated by the fake the real will outlast the fake the real will conquer the fake and we are wanting the real the real healings the real deliverances, the real resurrections, the real salvations, the real conversions, the real worship, the real friends and real news. Somebody give God some praise right now. Give me some real. One real. Hunger for the real. You know it doesn't take a lot of fasting and prayer to spot the fake. I believe the fear of the fake is rooted in laziness. Obsession with the fake is rooted in cowardness because you don't have to do anything to accuse somebody of being fake but you gotta do something to bring the real. It's easy to watch the YouTube and say that's fake. Well why don't you show the real? Well those are fake. Fake miracles. I see hungry generation. That conference stuff. Fake stuff. Awesome. You really want to impact us? Show me the real. Give me a YouTube channel of your stuff that I can watch this story. Because any loser, lazy and a coward can talk and spot the fake. It takes courage, it takes passion, it takes zeal, it takes prayer, it takes fasting, it takes commitment to show the real. And some drums. Amen. In the conclusion of this message, I want to share with you 10 ways that we can receive healing. Supernatural is what we are after because we want next generation to have a fear of God. 
the presence of God is what we are after because it releases the supernatural. God wants to heal his people. Somebody say amen. amen. Healing is for today. God heals people. We see these testimonies today. It doesn't discredit or cancel the medicine. On the opposite, we need medical advancement and medical science more than ever before. We need to have more Christians become doctors. We need to have more Christians own hospitals. We need to offer more help to people who are sick, especially in mental places, in, uh, in, in the area of mental illness, in the area of, of cancer, in the area of other things. But still God is the healer. Medicine treats, Jesus heals. The first way that somebody can receive healing, write this down, is when you forgive those that hurt you. Even studies have been done that when you harbor unforgiveness and bitterness, it can bring disease into your body. The Bible says the broken spirit, it dries out the bones. Your emotional and your mental state a lot of times affects how your back is, how your headaches are, how your spine, how your blood even flows. A lot of things are affected by your emotional state. I've seen a testimony in Philippines when one girl had a problem with her vision and when she forgave someone, what happened after that is that she God completely healed her of her problem with her sight and she no longer needed to use glasses. I heard testimonies of people who were abused and after that an evil spirit would enter them and one of the first things that it would do it was cause them chronic pain especially arthritis in their in their joints or problem with their back and when they would release forgiveness they would find healing from their headaches and healing from their problems in their back. If you have a problem in your physical body that you're praying for to be healed and you don't see healings, I would ask you, could you ask the Holy Spirit to examine your heart and if there is in your heart unforgiveness, bitterness, offense or maybe some kind of a hurt that's been unresolved because through that sickness has a legal right to lodge in our life. A second way healing can come is through throwing away demonic objects. Demonic objects I mean are things dedicated to demons. If you have a problem with sleep or in your house people don't sleep and you have dream catchers, charms and you brought certain articles of clothing from overseas or you bought them on Indian reservation and this is supposed to give you good luck charms. It's going to keep the bad spirits away. And then you don't, you see your child cannot fall asleep at night. A lot of times physical problems are connected to demonic objects that we bring in our homes. If you're watching us or listening right now and maybe you brought little, little belly, little, uh, little Buddha into your house. Or you brought other charms into your house. I want to tell you something. The devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. I'm not dissing on other religions. I'm not dissing on creative art and everything but if behind that is the devil you gotta get the devil out and you don't just simply say but I like it so much I'm just gonna pray for it for the devil to leave sometimes the devil likes that so much that the only way he's gonna leave if you take that with him and let him leave with it in the Bible Achan when he brought an accursed thing into his tent the Bible says that over 36 soldiers they died and paid with their life including Achan and his whole family. If you bring an accursed thing into your life it will open a door for sickness and disease. Number three way we can receive healing is treating God's word like medicine. The Bible says I was reading today in Proverbs it says that your word is life to my bones. See God's word is like medicine. God's Word has life in it. You know if you're taking a tablet for example uh, for a headache, if you're taking Advil or aspirin, if you're taking an, an Advil you know understand, you understand one thing is that 
you don't know how it works now for most of us common people we don't know how that the tablet you go in you put the tablet in and it goes like to the bottom of your body but it affects the top of your body you're like this is amazing the the pill went into my stomach but my head no longer hurts but you're like you know what I don't care I just don't want the headache no more see the word of God you might not figure it out how how come if I meditate on the word of God I memorize the word of God I live and I stay in God's word and I treat it like a medicine it could affect my physical physical being or my physical pain but it does God's word has life to your bones to your blood to your kidneys and to your skin even even to your teeth your dental work it can do because you must understand how does that work God's word created you and God's word can fix you and God's word can sustain you somebody say amen but let me give you a little FYI is the pills don't work if they are in the bottle they only work when they leave the bottle and they go and climb this distance between the bottle and your mouth and they don't even work if you it's not a drug you gotta take it in the word of God on your shelf will not work it has to go into your heart the scriptures on your phone is good they are on as a wallpaper on your phone but it has to be a wallpaper on your mind it has to go from here into here you gotta meditate on it you gotta think about it recite it speak it you need to let it go inside of you that before you go to sleep that your heart meditates on it and there is healing in the word of God healing in the word of God healing against diabetes healing against asthma healing against problems with breathing healing against problems in vision and hearing there is healing in the word of God he said his word and healed them he said his word and healed them that is healing power in the word of God somebody give God some praise right now for the power that is in his word for the power to heal for the power to deliver and the power to save hallelujah healing in his word number four the healing comes through is testimonies when you hear testimonies you have faith that this can happen to you we've seen many testimonies that happen here that afterwards people testify that they were encouraged by that the reason why we take about 15 to 20 minutes during our service our services can be shorter but our goal is not to make services shorter first. Our goal is to make your life longer and fuller. Shorter services might mean shorter life. I want you to hear that color blindness is not final. I want you to hear that drugs doesn't have the final word. I want us to hear that demons don't have the final word. Jesus does. And if it's gonna take 15 minutes, 20 minutes I want your faith to be built Bible is not a philosophy book it's full of stories that inspire our courage and our risk-taking if you are sick today if you are battling with something YouTube testimonies don't YouTube gossip don't YouTube you know what's gonna happen next and what they said about this and that it's not gonna help your blood sugar it's not gonna help your cyst. It's not gonna help your tumor. It's not gonna help your vision. A lot of those things only sadden you and bring you down. I'm not saying the only thing you have to watch is testimonies. But if you never watch testimonies, your faith cannot grow. Are you with me? Number five is coming in contact with holy objects brings healing to our life. What do you mean holy objects? 
there is four holy objects that we see in the Bible that people came in contact with and they received healing. One is Holy Communion. It says if you take communion in the wrongful way, you can actually get sick. Let's reverse it. If you take it the right way, you can be healed. If you take it the wrong way, you can get sick. That means if you take it the right way, you can get healed. Somebody give God some praise. That's why during our communion, we always say, pray for your healing. When I fast, I try to, I have access to the communion elements. Every time I fast, I try to take communion because I want the Holy Spirit to begin to renew every cell in my body. If taking demonic objects can affect your health, then taking Holy Communion can affect your health as well. Come on somebody. The second thing that can affect your health in holy objects is being prayed for with anointing oil. Now there is no healing in the actual anointing oil for your body but the Holy Spirit uses it as a as a dedicated thing to touch your life. The third one is handkerchiefs meaning when a, when a man of God or a pastor prays for a piece of cloth and you can pray with that cloth on somebody there is no power in that cloth but the power flows through that cloth. A woman touched the hem of Jesus's garment. It was the lowest part of his garment. It was the dirtiest part. It collected dirt. It wasn't the cleanest part but touching it she received healing in her body without asking for healing. A lot of times I go to churches and pastors would come up with cloths and we pray for them and they go and take it to the sick people. Never underestimate the power of God that flows through objects. We don't worship those objects, we don't place faith in those objects but we place, place faith in God but God could use those objects. Somebody say Amen. amen. The, the, the another fourth thing that could be used is water. When the water was stirred in the pool of Bethesda, the first sick person went in, got healed. Naaman was sent to be baptized in water seven times and he was healed. Jesus spit on one person so the saliva and the Bible says healing came in. Now that does not mean that we should start a spitting ministry. You're sick. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. We won't have enough saliva for every sick person in dry cities. What I'm saying is that sometimes God could use water. You know because people can't drink oil. If they're gonna drink oil they will be seeing angels and singing with them and so God could use water to, to touch. That's why in a lot of Catholic churches you know they have holy water where the priest would pray for it and then they administer on people and so the principle behind that is very scriptural. If the anointed man of God you know God instructs him to do that God could use that. Number six way that healing can manifest is prayer of faith. It's when you receive prayer by somebody who has faith or if you receive prayer and you have faith. Faith is like eyes. Your eyes are not meant to see your eyes. They're meant to see everything else except your eyes. See faith is not meant to see faith. Faith is meant to see God. Anytime you focus your faith on your faith, it will always decrease. If you take your focus from your faith on Jesus, it will increase. It's like eyes, it's meant to see God. The Bible says if you are sick, call the elders, call the small group leaders. In other words, call Ivan, call Glenn, call Pastor Sam, call Pastor Martin, call you. He says when you, he says message them on Facebook, let them come and pray for you and the prayer of faith will heal the sick. Hallelujah. Number seven where healing can manifest is atmosphere of healing. 
The scripture says there was a time where Jesus was ministering healing and the power of God was present to heal. Meaning it was felt in the atmosphere. Anointing of God is like perfume. You can see it but you can sense it. Anointing of God is like perfume. You can sense it and sometimes and what's going to happen in just a few moments from now, we're going to worship and the atmosphere is going to change. What happens when the atmosphere changes? The Holy Spirit makes His presence evident. In that moment, it's like a free Wi-Fi. Anybody can connect to it. We just actually open up a free Wi-Fi for Hungry Gen, by the way. Anybody can be on free Wi-Fi and you can keep your, keep your megabytes from your AT&T or Metro or Boost or Verizon, whatever the thing is. You can save them while you're at church. That's how anointing is. It's when it comes, God pretty much opens the portal and God doesn't say you need to ask for a password. There is no password if you believe. Connect. Connect and you will collect your miracle. Connect and you will receive your breakthrough. You, you can press in and say, God heal me of my disease. God heal me of my vision. God heal my kidney stones. God heal my thyroids. God heal my lower back pain. God heal my joints. God heal the broken bones in my body. And when the presence of God comes, you don't have to wait for somebody to pray for you. You can connect and you will collect your miracle. Somebody give God some praise right now. Hallelujah. Number eight, it's when the word of knowledge is released. Word of knowledge is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Word of knowledge, it builds person's faith, letting them know that God sees your need. It, it really makes person feel a little bit more special at the moment that they're not neglected, they're not forgotten. When the word of knowledge is released, grab hold of that because that is your key to a miracle. Number nine, is when you get delivered from a demon, a lot of times that's when the healing manifests. Not behind every sickness is a demon stands directly, but sometimes there are demons exactly behind those sicknesses. And when you remove the demon, you remove the sickness. If you notice the way we pray for healing at the, at the Hungry Gen is that every prayer for healing starts with disconnecting people from spiritual forces that might have an influence on their physical appearance or excuse me physical appearance even physical appearance but their physical situation sometimes there are demons that stand there and we want to speak against that evil spirit demons they lodge themselves in the person's body actually physically go in there I, to me it was a good illustration when Mel Bond was here and and he he would see like a dark spot or a particular animal sitting on the particular person's part of the body so he would come up to somebody and says I see a snake wrapped your wrapped itself behind your lower back and that's how he would know that somebody has a problem with lower back and he says I would pray against it and God would bring healing to those people he saw the same thing that happened you know with his children one of them I think was born blind and God opened his spiritual eyes and he saw where the devil stuck his fingers into their eyes and when he commanded the devil to pull the fingers out, they started to see. I am not saying that every sickness that you have, a cough or something that it immediately means the devil is behind it. But even Jesus rebuked the fever of Peter's mother-in-law. He healed a woman who had a problem with the hump, but a problem with her back. He commanded the devil to lose his grip and told the Pharisees the devil bound her for 18 years. Sometimes you need to be delivered before you can be healed. Sometimes you don't need to start praying for healing. You just need to pray for deliverance and say, I break the grip of this disease. I come against the spirit of infirmity. I rebuke you devil in Jesus mighty name. I command you, get your dirty hands off of my health. Get your claws off of my throat. Get your claws off of my stomach. Get your claws off of my lower back. 
get your claws off of my blood. Get your claws off of my joints. Get your claws off of my headaches. Get your claws off of my skin and my teeth in Jesus' mighty name. Number 10 is making vows. Is you can receive your healing when you make a vow. What that means is sometimes a person is sick and they're praying for healing and God asks them of something. God says to give something to him and when you do God touches you. Lester Samral was dying but God wanted him to give his life to ministry and he said Lord I don't want to serve you and God says if you don't want to serve me you're gonna die and when he said Lord I surrender God healed him. Emmy McPherson who started a four square movement was also dying and God came to her and says if you give your life to me I will heal you. Hannah could not have children and when she gave a promise to God and said Lord I will give you the firstborn child God opened her womb. I struggled with headaches because of my birth for a very long time. I prayed every prayer I knew how to pray but then I remember I prayed this prayer and I said God if you heal me of my headaches and my insecurity I will give my whole life into the ministry and two years later I realized I had no more headaches I had no more insecurities and I said Lord um, about that promise that I made um, I want to create a little revision to it what I meant was and so then I got the headaches back for a week so I went back to church and I said Lord um, let's stick with the original vow <laughs> I don't want to have the headaches I'll rather suffer in ministry but without headaches than suffer in the headaches it's the greatest decision I've made in my life but honestly it was I, I didn't get healed just because somebody prayed for me because I gave a vow to God and I know for me if I quit ministry I know what's waiting for me on the other side I don't want that so it's one of the reasons, one of the reasons that I serve Jesus. Whatever your way is, Jesus wants to heal you today. He wants to touch you right now. His presence is in this room. His glory is in this room. I want you to rise to your feet. Precious Holy Spirit, I pray that you will descend right now into this room. Those of us watching, listening and releasing to this message, Come Holy Spirit, close your eyes wherever you're standing right now and focus your focus in your heart on Jesus. Glory to the Lamb, glory to the healer.
glory right now with this song let's give Jesus all the honor right now through this song he's seated in heaven he already completed our healing the word and the work has been done the Holy Spirit will take what Jesus did on the cross and minister to us today your mercy and your favor speak for me right now say son of David have mercy on me let your mercy and your favor speak for me right now come on let's open up your lips and just begin to ask that Lord Jesus will begin to have his mercy and his favor begin to speak for every area of your life we know we are undeserved we know our works come short but God's mercy and God's favor is all that we need open up your lips and begin to say son of David let your mercy and your favor speak for me right now your mercy and your favor is all that I need I know it's not going to be my works I know if I ask for this or that it may be come short of the mercy and the favor that I need in my life open up your lips and begin to pray father we ask you that your mercy and your favor will begin to speak for my health that your mercy and your favor will begin to speak for my family your mercy and your favor will begin to speak for my marriage your mercy and your favor will begin to speak for every area of my life son of David let your mercy and your favor speak for me right now same mercy same favor that spoke for the blind by Timaeus let it speak for me right now same mercy same favor Lord that healed a woman with the issue of blood same mercy same favor Lord that healed the sick when you walk on this earth yes Lord Jesus we thank you in Jesus mighty name right now we're gonna continue to pray so repeat this prayer after me say same Holy Spirit say same Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead quickens my mortal body say Jehovah Rapha you are my healer say Jesus in your stripes I am healed say I receive my health my healing 
for my body in Jesus name right now take your hand and put it on that part of your body that's hurting that experiencing pain or just put it on your body right now begin to confess that Jesus is your healer that by his stripes I am healed that by his stripes I was healed on the cross that father is my Jehovah Rapha my healer and today I receive my health and my healing in Jesus mighty name place your hand on your body and begin to pray and begin to confess oh Holy Spirit you raised Jesus from the dead and today you're able and you're willing to quicken our mortal bodies to touch every pain every hurt in our body right now we ask you touch us touch us touch us release your healing flow through our body and heal every damaged part of our body restore every broken cell in our body in Jesus mighty name we surrender to you oh Holy Spirit heal us by the blood of Jesus we pray in Jesus name and church right now we're gonna um, confess whatever God has not planted in our body be uprooted and be disgraced so repeat after me whatever God has not planted in my body be uprooted be disgraced one more time whatever God has not planted in my body be uprooted be disgraced whatever God has not planted in my body be uprooted be disgraced in Jesus mighty name and let pray pray come on in the mighty name of Jesus we come against everything that has not been planted by God everything that does not belong in my body that does not come from God be uprooted be disgraced in Jesus mighty name we come against that right now whatever it is whatever it is in the mighty name of Jesus we connect ourselves to the Holy Spirit we connect ourselves to God we connect ourselves to life be uprooted whatever it is Whatever it is, in Jesus' mighty name, we come against that. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say this with me. Say, every agent of the devil working against my health, right now, I break your grip. I cancel your assignment. In Jesus' name. Place your hand upon your body. Begin to say, every spirit of infirmity attacking my health, I command you to get out right now in the name of Jesus I speak healing to manifest in this body in the name of Jesus by the fire of God and the blood of Jesus I receive God's healing in my body in Jesus name keep your hand upon your body right now begin to pray for your health begin to pray right now that even if you are healthy begin to say Lord I dedicate my body to you I dedicate my body to serve you for those of you watching us right now whatever you are listening or watching this prayer begin to receive God's touch wherever you are at rededicate your body to the Holy Spirit rededicate your body to Jesus every unclean agent every activity of the enemy has to stop right now you must receive your freedom you must receive your healing you must receive God's touch in Jesus mighty name some of you God is asking you to make a vow God is asking you to give your life to him some of you God is asking you to give up that relationship that is destroying your health 
some of you God is asking you today to stop that one habit that is destroying your life and once you place it on the altar some of you God wants you to lay yourself on the altar fear is going to be gone and it will be replaced with faith disappointment will be replaced with peace and healing will manifest in your body in the name of Jesus receive God's healing in your body right now receive God's touch in your body right now in Jesus name Lord you are great Lord you do miracles so great Lord there is no one like you there is no one besides you you are faithful you are true we trust in your word we trust in your testimonies we trust in the cross we trust in your name and Lord we trust in your spirit in Jesus name time standing for more than 10 or 15 minutes without excruciating pain and the Holy Spirit's you feel this like tingling like light little electricity it's going through your body as I speak right now and the Spirit of God is touching you right now he's restoring your mobility and somebody else you have a part of lower lower back lower back where you bend just 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 like this and it starts to pinch you really 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 hard and the Holy Spirit right now is touching that place your hand upon the part of that body and let the feet, the, the heat, the fire of God touch that and restore you, restore your mobility so that you will be able to do your work, so you will be able to lift your children, so you'll be able to, to, to run, you'll be able to bend, get up and get down without pain in the name of Jesus, in Jesus mighty name. I pray for somebody who has a hearing problem, you have a, like an infection there and, and there's like a buzzing there as well. If, whether you're watching us on live stream or re-watching it, the Lord is touching that right now. Some of you will experience even like a pus that will just come out off of it. And it's God's healing touch. It's God's restoring you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy that flows from the Calvary for our body so that we can serve more faithfully, so we can serve more committed to you in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to give an opportunity to those people who are in this room and hundreds and thousands who are watching an opportunity to give your life to Jesus no one looking at me and no one looking around some of you saw the news over 100 people died in an airplane accident an airplane that took off from 
Ethiopia today. Eight US citizens died. Our life is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised to no one. And I want to tell you something today that each one of us, the Bible says, it is appointed to man to die. And then there's a judgment. We're going to stand before God and we will give an account for our life. Jesus came on this earth and died so that you will make peace with God. Jesus is the only way to salvation. There's no other name given unto us by which man can be saved. There's many, many, many ways you can be good, but none of them are good enough to reach heaven. Today Jesus is calling you. If you're not where you're supposed to be in your relationship with God, maybe you, it's your kind of first time coming back to church and your relationship with God is no longer existent. I want to give you the opportunity to make, make it right with God today by surrendering your life to Jesus. Perhaps you've never given your life to Jesus. You grew up as a child, some were Christian or Catholic, but that was never your decision. And you heard testimonies today of people coming to this altar and laying their life down and God giving them that hope and giving them that life. Without Jesus, the Bible says that we are doomed to hell. We're going to live in one on this earth with demons and sin, but with Jesus, we find hope we find peace and most importantly forgiveness of our sins. I'm going to count to three. If you need to give your life to the Lord, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand as high as you can. If you're watching us, you can comment below. Or if you're re-watching it, you can write us a message and let us know that you're deciding to follow Jesus. One, two, three. Just raise that hand high. If you need to give your life to the Lord today, if you're saying, this is me Vlad, I'm coming back to God. I'm not where I'm supposed to be with Jesus. I would like to make Jesus the Lord and the Savior of my life. It's the most important decision you will ever make in your life. And Jesus is waiting for you for that. Jesus is calling you. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will touch every person. Church, say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sin and wash me with your precious blood. Come in me, O Holy Spirit. And fill me with your peace. Fill me with your love. And I surrender my whole life to you. From this day forward, I will follow you and I will serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Hungry Generation. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat by using at HungryGen. Stay blessed and we'll see you next week.